Hello everyone, I'm that one nerd Jacob. And I'm that one Scout Collins. And welcome to episode 9 of Those Nerds on a Podcast. And before we get into today's theme, I want to nerd out. Uh, nothing nothing like the last time I nerded out at the beginning of the episode. I'm not nerd, gonna be, nerd out straight out of the gate, huh? I'm not going to be talking about my dead mom, I swear. This one's, this one's more funny, okay? Okay? Funny, hee hee hoo hoo. Alright, here we go. Nerd out. Okay, so... March Madness. For anybody who doesn't know what March Madness is, it is the yearly college basketball uh, tournament. You know, there's the men's tournament, the women's tournament. Uh, I'm going to be specifically talking about the men's tournament because the both the apps that I use did not let me make a bracket for the women's tournament for some fucking reason. Um, but yeah, so March Madness. My bracket is fucked. Uh. I mean, absolutely destroyed. Let me Let me tell you something here. There has been one instance before uh, this year in the entirety of the March Madness tournament where a number 16 seed has upset a number one seed. Yeah, I remember that. Last night, Purdue, the number one seed for their region, got upset by a number 16. And everyone's bracket is now busted. Nobody has the ability to have the perfect bracket after the first fucking round. And that is that is insane to think about. But one thing that I want to talk about, since I'm nerding out about it, um, is my work league bracket that I participated in. Um, to participate, everyone had to pay in $10. Winner takes all. The first day of the tournament, the first half of the day, I was tied for first the entire time. Mm -hmm. Before the evening games, I was tied for first with one other person. Yes. After all the games from yesterday, or no, from the day before yesterday and yesterday, I am now in dead last. So, here's, here's the problem. First of all, I got a little too greedy. I put ORU because they were in the tournament, uh, and they were undefeated in their division. So I put ORU making it to the final four. I feel like that was a little too ambitious, but they got beat by Duke in the first round. <clears throat> um, let's see. One that I don't think anybody expected, uh, Arizona lost to Princeton. I also had Princeton going to the final four. So now my final four for the entire left side of the bracket, fucked. There is nothing I can do about it at all. Um... <clears throat> Hell, I even had Arizona making it to the championship game. So, uh-oh. Um, and then I have Gonzaga winning it. Luckily, Gonzaga is still in, so there is still a chance that I can get the winner right. But when I tell you, I only predicted two games in the uh, eastern end of the bracket. I only got two games right, which was Tennessee and uh, fucking, I don't even know the other school's name. I'm I'm an asshole. But yeah. My bracket there is fucked. And then, for anybody that's in uh, my Discord server, <clears throat> I posted a link to where you could join, you know, my little thing that I'm hosting for March Madness. And I made it to where everyone can put in two brackets. So I had two brackets in there. Uh, Summer made a bracket. And then Matt made a bracket. Good old Matt Atari. Shout out to Matt Atari. Um, so currently, in that one... My second bracket is in first. 
Uh, and these are all going to change, by the way. By the time we're recording this, the Saturday games haven't even started. So my second bracket is in first. Summer is in second. Uh, Matt is in third. And then my main bracket is in last. So, yeah. Um, and also, I know me and Caleb talked about, like, what sports are my favorite. I am only a basketball fan for, like, two weeks out of the year. <laughs> and that is only during March Madness. Like, I don't give a shit about the NBA. I don't really give a shit about college basketball during the regular season. It's only March Madness that I care about because I like the idea of being able to submit your own bracket. Which is why, like, whenever I did the Amiibo tournament for uh, the New Year's Eve stream, I wanted people to be able to submit their own brackets. Because I'm like, oh! And honestly, thinking about it, I should have made, like, a parody of the March Madness bracket with an Amiibo tournament. I feel like that would have done pretty well. But, uh, I didn't because I still have so many left to train. But yeah, so, uh, March Madness, I love it. My bracket is absolutely fucked all to hell. Uh, in the national rankings, I want to see where my main bracket's at. In the national rankings, my bracket <clears throat> is ranked 2.06 million. Yeah. Okay, my, I'm done. It sounds like whoever voted, whoever made like all of the underdog, like come out of nowhere victories is uh, basically shit posted the entire and basically shit posted the entire March Madness bracket is uh really happy right now. See, I picked a few upsets, but uh, I mean, looking at the number one ranked bracket in the country, even they didn't pick Purdue losing. Like, the top brackets did not have a number one seed losing because number one seeds, except for that one year a few years ago, never lose. Like, that is the one thing that is a always a surefire bet. Like, you can always put a number one seed moving on from the first round, and you're guaranteed to get something. So anyway, that's my nerd out. All right, Caleb, do you want to talk about today's theme? Yes. Spoiler alert, we kind of brought this up last week. It's the zombie survival shit. Oh, we're doing this <laughs> that episode. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Are we doing is is today the is today the zombie apocalypse? Also, I didn't also disclaimer, we're recording four episodes this weekend. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be gone next weekend, and then Caleb's gonna be gone the weekend after. So we're just like, fuck it, we ball. Yeah, we we ball hard. All right, so since we're doing a zombie apocalypse survival, first off, mm -hmm. I want you to take a guess. Out of all 50 states, where do you think Georgia ranks on preparedness for a zombie apocalypse if it were to start now? There is an official guide that has all the states ranked by their preparedness from best to worst. So I want you to think, out of 50 states, where does Georgia rank? Out of all 50, I'm going to guess probably 15. Georgia is ranked 43rd out of 50 for preparedness of a zombie apocalypse. Oof. What about Oklahoma? Oklahoma is ranked 24th. Oh, so we're both kind of fucked. 
I mean, I'm more middle of the road, but also I live in Oklahoma City, so I am pretty fucked. Like, I live in the state capital. That's, that's not a good start. But Georgia just as a whole is fucked. Now, the worst five to live in... I bet uh, one of them is probably New York. So, 46 is Pennsylvania. 47th is New York. 48th is Florida. 49th is Texas. And 50th is California. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't really say I'm surprised by most of those, though, because they hold some pretty massive cities. You're just you're just over in New Mexico. You finally managed to make us to make a small sediment that can survive the air, the fucking desert and shit. New Mexico and is fifteenth, and then a giant horde of soy boy zombies that that all died in California and ran out of food comes in and just tears you all apart. Uh, so then the top five states to live in, the mm-hmm. most prepared states. Number five mm-hmm. is South Dakota. Number four is North Dakota. Number three is Vermont. Number two is Alaska. And number one is Wyoming. And those are all states that don't really have, you know, that much going on. Mm -hmm. So you can tell that this is definitely, I mean, they based it off of a lot of different factors. Um, Although Vermont is kind of out of right field, if if I'm going to be honest. It definitely is. Because I was like, huh, a place in a place in New England that's actually prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but um, you know, the the main thing that I think they based all of this on is density of the population. <clears throat> Cause like I said, the top five are pretty loosely populated areas, but then the bottom five are very heavily populated areas. Mm-hmm. So knowing our state's rankings in mind. Uh, Caleb, I want you to go ahead and start off and give me sort of your apocalypse plan. Well, we need to set some ground rules. Okay. First of all, are we dealing with Walking Dead zombies? Are we dealing with Left for Dead zombies? Are we dealing with World War Z zombies? Let's I, I let's got... go ahead and say that we're gonna be making a possible situation for all three. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Ooh, could you imagine if we had to take on Last of Us zombies? Uh. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and make a uh, situation for all three, because obviously some of them are more aggressive, some of them are a little bit more docile, you know, there's there's different approaches to this. We don't know what kind of zombies would happen in the real world if a zombie apocalypse were to happen. Well, the thing is, is that it, it really... Th- when, the, when it first all starts to break down... Where you are determines a lot. Like, mm-hmm. a lot. Like I said, I, I live in, you know, Oklahoma City. I am half a mile away from a Walmart. I'm fucked. <laughs> like, big stores always avoid a big store. Oh, but you're going to have all the supplies. Yeah, everyone else is going to be there at the same time looking for those supplies, and you don't know who's been bitten. Yeah, not only that, they're going to kill your ass if you have the if you have the can of beans they want. Exactly. Like in a zombie apocalypse situation, niceness is out the window. Like mm-hmm. unless you are able to form a small settlement, everyone is your enemy in a zombie apocalypse. Unfortunately. Everyone, everyone is your enemy at the start. When everything starts to break down, there's always going to be sheeple that are panicking, that aren't thinking, and those guys are always the most dangerous. So if I'm caught in the middle of a supermarket and I see a zombie just burst in through the door, 
Uh, I'm going to be honest. It really depends on on whether or not I got the wife and the kid with me. So let's let's do a hypothetical on both. One where you're alone and one where you have charity and okay. Devon. I'm on I'm alone I'm 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 alone uh and uh just uh Charity and Leon are at the house. Um phone service is probably going to be down. Yeah, um, those will probably drop down within probably at most a week. Yeah, but I'm going to at least attempt to call uh Charity and say don't lock your doors. I mean don't lock your doors. Lock your doors, don't open them for anybody and I mean anybody. Uh, and grab the uh, second gun and uh, and get ready. Yeah, just just popping down. Um, I say second gun specifically because I don't want the internet to know how many guns I actually have. You know that's <laughs> that's fair. That's valid. <laughs> uh, if you ever see any of my, uh, if you know for like a podcast episode or a nerd out, I actually grab one of my one of my guns and be like, this is what I like about it. I uh, just know I have more. Uh, um uh the the name of the game would be to get to charity and leon as fast as possible yeah and the roads are going to be very very crowded Mm -hmm. if you wait one or two days so there's also the conundrum that i'm uh that i'm an american soldier though those guys tend to die very fast. Yeah. Like in movies and like in movies and shit. Yeah. Like the National Guard gets deployed and junk and then they turn into like pseudo dictators and stuff. Or they all get like fucking overrun because they were in the wrong place doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Right. So I most likely I'm probably going to be like at work and stuff and I have to and I'll have to like grab Charity and Leon and get them someplace that's far enough away from all of the action but at the same time close enough that I can get to them. Right. A difficult balance to strike. It definitely is a difficult balance because I mean especially like I said with my situation I live in the state capital here. Um Mm -hmm. And surrounding Oklahoma City is at least 10 other large cities. Like, to my south, I got, uh, fucking Moore in Norman. To my north, I got Edmond. You know, out east and west, it's a little bit less densely populated. But still, I have big cities to try to get away from. Uh, unfortunately for my case, even though realistically i don't really see myself needing one personally i don't have a gun right so the best thing that i can hope for is to find anything that i can use for survival preferably bludgeoning weapons because like if it's walking dead zombies i believe that that's if they just get their blood on you at all or i could be thinking of a different zombie so walking dead zombies is a little bit of a gray area Mm -hmm. in terms of Bite is definitely, you're dead. Oh, yeah, no, no. I feel like bite for any situation. If you're bitten by a zombie and no matter what universe they're in, it's gonna be death. Uh, unless you can unless you can amputate that sucker and fast, you're pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like I said, preferably a bludgeoning weapon would be my weapon of choice. Um, I would wait to come back into the city for about a week. 
Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I would try to see if there is any kind of weaponry left after places have been looted and hopefully, you know, zombies have dispersed the major areas enough. Because, I mean, like we've already said, being in a big city during the apocalypse happening is going to be the worst place to be. Now, like, smaller towns, like, if I still lived in Manford, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people there. I can trust a lot of people there. There's places that I could go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people out there, it's a more, like, small town. Survival instincts are more taught in smaller towns. Whereas yeah. big cities, it's more of a, oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about this or that. It's like, Ugh. and, like, I, I'm not even gonna try to point fingers i am that kind of guy i am not prepared for a survival situation whatsoever you you uh, coming from a you and i coming from the same small town we at least know what that mentality looks like yeah yeah like we we have a decent idea having lived in manford together of like enough about survival to understand what to do Mm -hmm. um some small details about both of us that could help us. I go, I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and start here is, um, I know how to cook. I know how to tell when things have gone bad, even if they aren't molding too. Mm-hmm. like, uh, Caleb knows this. I'm a fucking amazing cook. Um, mm-hmm. so like, I will almost always be able to tell whenever I can use something or can't use something most of the time, just by looking at it or feeling it. Right. Mm hmm. Like, I can tell if a chicken's gone bad just by the look of it, not even having to open the damn package and Mm -hmm. get a whiff of it. Same thing with, like, ground beef. Like, so if there's any situation where we need food, I know what can and cannot be used. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing, I don't know when I developed this, but, like, no matter where I am, I can always tell where north, east, west, and south is now. I don't mm-hmm. know when it happened. Just one day I woke up and I'm just like, oh, that's north. <laughs> I just, de- I developed a compass somehow. <laughs> so you've got cooking skills. Uh, directional skills. So like if I know the general direction of a place, I can probably get there. Let's see. What else do I have? Um, surprisingly for my weight, I can be very, very quiet and sneaky. Mm. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm 240 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, really? You dropped 20 pounds? Well, no, I... Okay, last year I was 280, and then Mm -hmm. whenever I visited for Christmas in December, that's whenever I was 240. So in the span of a year, I lost about 40 pounds. Good job, bud. But anyway, I'm 240 pounds, and I I can sneak up on people without them noticing. Like, I, I know how to stealthily step and avoid anything that would make noise, because I normally watch where I'm walking. So, like, those are definitely the three things that I feel like I would bring to the table that are beneficial. Uh, Caleb, mm. what, are, what are three things that you would bring to the table that would be beneficial in a zombie apocalypse situation? Well, I've got... Real, I've got military skills. Um, Just got the whole fucking arsenal right there. Well, um, military skills, first of all, I know how to grow food, second of all. 
remember my granny was a horticulturalist. Yeah. She taught me how to grow food. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know I know how to do it. Not, not on a large scale. Like if you gave me a farm, I would probably fuck it up a couple of times while I was learning how I as I was. Yeah, but definitely like small scale if you just had like a small little farming trough. Yeah, I will grow all of the potatoes, all of the carrots, all of the mm-hmm. radishes, mm-hmm. all of the blackberries that you want. Those are the few ones that I have the most experience with. And mints. I will. You want mint? I you you want mint? It's yours, my friend. <laughs> Which actually could come in handy because you know if there's one other settlement, they're like, "Oh, we're our life sucks." I'm like, "Hey, you want some mint?" They're like, "What? You have mint?" They're like, "Yes, <laughs> make your shit taste better, my friend." Oh, my breath stings. Give me a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Just chewing on it like like back in the old days, dude. I. Um, Whenever I worked at a greenhouse, we grew mint, and I would just, you know, whenever we had one plant that was ready to grow, I'd occasionally just snag a leaf off of it and just start chewing um, on it. <laughs> the third skill that I would probably say is that I can, as that I'm, is that I can is, well, that's technically an army skill because the army's giving me quite a few skills. It's like first of all, I know how to paint my face the most effective way that if I was in the forest or the desert or the snow, you wouldn't be able to see my face. Well, then let's just narrow it down to like since you have horticulturalism, mm-hmm. go ahead and just pick two specific military skills that you think would be the best for this area. Well, weapons knowledge would probably be one. Yeah. Because because I could I can take apart most weapons and put them back together. I can take apart clean, uh, do basic field maintenance, stuff like that. Um and then the second one would probably be my rucking ability. Rucking is where you're able to take is where you're able to load up a bag. Uh, which which we call a rucksack, mm-hmm. and just and just basically, there's this thing called the airborne shuffle, and basically where it's not walking, it basically going. You're just walking like at a really fast pace uh-huh. and not really and not really running because of the bounce. So you're just kind of power walking for like, and uh, I can. And so far, I know that I can go 25 miles without without a. Uh, without stopping and when Damn. i say without stopping i'm saying and when i say without stopping like every two hours or so we take like a 30 minute break and then we just keep going okay all right well now that we have our three strengths out of the mm-hmm. way weaknesses yeah i was about to say we're gonna have to list three weaknesses um, okay yeah go the, ahead the, you start off we both share this weakness jake we can't fucking see without our shit. Yeah, like, if I lose my glasses... I mean, I can see... I want to say roughly... 10 feet in front of me, pretty clearly. <laughs> Anything well, past have... 10 feet. Like, I'll look outside right now. I can't read the fucking speed limit sign. Um, It's not that things are blobby. I can tell shapes, but if there's anything that I have to read, or if I saw a person, I wouldn't be able to tell if it was a zombie or an uninfected from past 10 feet. So, for me, if I took out my contacts, or if I had glasses and I took them off, I would be able to see about right here. Oh god, so you're more fucked than I am. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is that that's clear, is that that's clear, is that that's more clear. 
I, but you want to know the weird thing? I see more. I see colors more vividly whenever I don't have my uh, contacts in and I don't have my glasses on. Mm-hmm. And that's it's re- it's really really strange. But it's it's sort of like if you took you know how when you uh, take a, a stethoscope and you underfocus it, I feel like that's what most people are experience. But for me, it's like if you took it and overfocused. Oh, it. okay, gotcha. Um, but at the same time, I'm nearsighted. It's really it's really really strange. Um, yeah. But uh, I think it's just the way my eyes happen to be shaped or something. Oh, the but, cone could be misshaped in your actual eye. I, I have an astigmatism. But uh, anyway, what's um, the other two weaknesses you have? Uh, my uh, my second weakness would probably be that I'm very very quick to anger, and hmm. basically, and and the thing is, is that. Most of the time, um, I'm not an angry person per se. It's just I have. It's just that there's. It's just that there's always. So, it's just that my one major, I guess. I guess one of my major sin of the seven deadly sins is wrath. Yeah. So I've got. So I've, so I've got like. So I've always got that thing where somebody like wrongs me. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And you know, stuff like that. And I feel like, and I feel like, if somebody were to like steal our food, but it, but if you were to like look past that, they've got a starving community, and there's kids and shit, and they didn't know, they didn't, they thought we were, they thought we were violent and stuff like that. My first reaction would be to take out my pistol and kill the motherfucker right there. Yeah, and then. yeah. And, and then let's say somebody is bit and uh, they didn't tell anybody, I would be power walking towards them with a machete in my hand <laughs> like just and, and, and slash just walking through everybody they're like wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> um all right and then the third uh my third weakness would probably be that even though yes i just i told one of my strengths is is that i can is that i can go for hours i'm not very fast like i'm very strong but i'm not very fast like uh, like even by the army standards, um, I guess I'm pretty quick compared to the average citizen because I because of the army standards and stuff. Right. But if I, but when we take the physical test, like the physical fitness test, I score. I literally score a perfect score on all of the strength tests, and I barely passed the speed tests. God damn. <laughs> Like this, like like in the army combat physical fitness test, um, you, there's a the first event is you have to deadlift 340 pounds three times to get a perfect score, and I literally just walk up and I go one, two, three, and then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got guys going at like at like 320 pounds and stuff right, like that. Right, they're just like. When I first did it, and one of the staff sergeants was like, "You big motherfucker." <laughs> okay, so essentially, then your three weaknesses would be what we both share: blindness, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. and speed. Being yes. lack of speed. Yeah. Okay. Lack of speed. So, see, that's where me and Kayla balance each other out. I'm not very strong, but I played soccer, and that is constantly running. I am fast as fuck. 
But to go <laughs> along with that, to go... so fucking fast. Oh sometimes. yeah, no, like I I am deceptively fast for my speed. Like the other day at work, it was raining, and I had to sprint uh -huh. from one end all the way down to the other end on the outside. Another mm -hmm. guy was running beside me. By the time I got to where I was going, he was still halfway behind where I was. So, like, I'm fast, but the fatal flaw that goes along with my speed is my asthma. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, I can sprint pretty fast. If the goal is, like, a quick, maybe two-minute burst of sprinting, I'm good. Anything past two minutes, my lungs will start hurting. I will mm -hmm. barely be able to breathe. So my asthma will really fuck me over. Like, if I can get to a situation where I can run away and hide for a mm -hmm. minute, catch my breath, and then run farther once I know the coast is clear, great. But if it's a situation where it's, like, flat land. Again, I'm in Oklahoma. The land here is flat as fuck. Uh -huh. If I'm just in a flat open area, like, on a street or something, there's nowhere to hide in that case, you know? So I would have to either, A, keep running, which would put me in so much pain that I would likely pass out, mm -hmm. or just accept my fate and die. Um, so yeah, asthma's one thing. And then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I don't have very many survival skills. Um, mm. I know the general ideas to how, but like I don't know how to start a fire. I don't know oh. how to safely set up a shelter without like putting together a tent or something. Um, there's nothing wrong with tents as long as they're not fucking like bright orange or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, but like I I lack pretty basic survival skills that uh, I feel would be absolutely necessary in the case of being in a zombie apocalypse. Do you know your rule of threes? Maybe if you say them, they'll come to mind, but not off okay. the top of my head. So the rule of threes is that you can survive three minutes without air. Three minutes in ice cold water, and I mean like literally Arctic freezing water. Mm -hmm. You survive three hours in a storm without shelter. So thunderstorm, blizzard, stuff like that. You can survive three hours without dying. You can survive three days uh, without water, and you can survive three weeks without food. Assuming you that you're also having your regular intake of water, I knew that. And then and then there's the, and then there's like the third, and there's like a third one that a lot of people follow, and is that you can survive around three years without people. See, so I can do voices. I can keep myself entertained. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is that is that if you're not if you don't have mental if you don't have uh, mental issues and stuff like that, you can most people. Most pe people are social creatures, so mm -hmm. the thing is, they'll they, most of them cannot live very long without other people nearby. Yeah, some people some people are fine, but you know it's a high stress situation. You're constantly surviving and stuff. You can a lot of people after three years go insane. So that's an add on that some people have. Yeah, but yeah, All those right. are the rules of three. So we have our strengths, we have our mm -hmm. weaknesses, we have a general idea of what kind of surroundings that we are going to have. The final step that we have to make, mm -hmm. I'd say that our strengths and weaknesses kind of counterbalance each other. Yes, so you're going to We need to have a plan of where we would meet up if this were to happen. Preferably a spot that reaches halfway through Mm -hmm. uh my car can go 650 miles on a full tank i love so, how we i love how we're both like yeah we are meeting up during the apocalypse so Holy um shit. you know 
hypothetically in this situation, my mm -hmm. car has a full tank of gas. I can go a full 650 miles without stopping and my mm -hmm. car would be perfectly fine. It's um, around a, it's around a 1200, it's around 1200. There's around a 900 mile trip in order to get to, in order to get to Oklahoma. Summer just texted. She's like, are you describing a zombie apocalypse? Yes, we are. Anyway. We're sneak peeking the fucking podcast. But yeah, so since it's about 900 miles between where you live in Georgia and where I would mm -hmm. be living in Oklahoma, I could mm -hmm. probably go a majority of the way because I know Jeeves notoriously don't have that good of gas mileage. Um, uh, mine's okay. It's like 20 miles per gallon. That's fair. I, I can make it. I could probably make it around 400 miles without uh, without having to refuel. So I guess. All right. So the two states that would, or three, I guess that would be in between us. That would be better. Uh, points to get to because two, these two states would rank higher on the survivability scale uh, uh -huh. from Oklahoma and Georgia would be either fucking Mississippi or Arkansas. So um, we could also meet in Alabama. That's a more middle of the road sort of survivability uh preparedness and then tennessee we could meet there but we'd also be fucked because they rank pretty low ranking at 36 i guarantee you that's because of nashville yeah 100 and the fact that you've got the smoky mountains like mm -hmm. every, i think a lot of people would retreat into this into like the smoky mountains and then like maybe that you could get a settlement up there but i don't know yeah but yeah, so probably best bet just between Oklahoma and Georgia would be Arkansas or Mississippi. Well, why are we? Big question is, we are meeting up, but why would we leave the state of Oklahoma specifically? So because what, what I... I'm imagining here in this situation is mm -hmm. by the time we are leaving, gas stations mm -hmm. are shut down. Like, unless yes. you know how to siphon gas, which would be a survival skill that I do not have. Oh, that's easy. It's actually easy. I know it's pretty easy, but, like, again, I lack that survival skill. Gas stations are probably going to be closed. I'm needing to be able to go just on a single tank of gas. Mm. And that's that's kind of the situation that I'm going to imagine is for most people. I feel like if we were to go... If we were to meet up in a state, we should probably meet up in Arkansas. The reason being is that Arkansas is kind of is a flyover state, first of all. Right. Yeah, so, there's not much going on in Arkansas unless you just like college sports. I don't the reason why I think we sh I think we should meet up in Arkansas too is because it has a lot of roads leading back to Oklahoma. And here's why we should lead back to Oklahoma. First of all, your dad's in Oklahoma. <laughs> And my dad is in Oklahoma. They're both in the same town. That's fair. My dad, my dad, has 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 land and stuff. Will people honor that land? I have no idea. Probably However, not. <laughs> exactly. You know, if we were to stop and settle in Arkansas, that would that would be okay. But I, I I'm going to be honest. I would try. I would try and I would try and, and 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 explain to my dad, hey, we're gonna make it to Arkansas, 
and then we have no idea if we're going to if we're going to make it to you just so you know like be prepared to if if you're ever in a pinch try and get to arkansas if you can well see here's the other problem though is since your car has less gas mileage than mine yeah, would you still... be able to make it to arkansas at a decent enough pace i can i'll pro it'll probably take me maybe a day or three longer than you mm -hmm. but let's be but i'm kind of a cold-hearted bastard so i could probably do some shenanigans that would get me to arkansas fair so we know our meeting places in arkansas you brought up both of our dads um mm -hmm. i our... would obviously be having summer in the car but then i could fit mm -hmm. three other people in my back seat Mm -hmm. So I could easily pick people up in Manford along the way. Like, that's not so far out of the way that it would fuck over my gas mileage. And then obviously, mm. your dad could easily drive one of his cars as well. But would my dad abandon abandon the the, the land is the thing, is that I think... At I this think... point, if he's too stubborn to abandon the land, he's kind of fucking himself. I d yeah, but at the at the same time, I I can understand it because you know Herschel, The Walking Dead two, The Walking Dead season two, it literally took zombies swarming his farm before Herschel even considered okay. leaving. Well, then in this hypothetical situation, we'll just pick up my dad, right? So that way, okay. because he lives in a trailer park that is mm -hmm. full of stupid people, so they would probably all get bitten somehow, and he would need to leave. <laughs> mm -hmm. so i would definitely go and pick him up probably at least swing by uh your parents place to pick up some kind of weaponry that they can spare mm -hmm. because making that long trip to arkansas without any type of weaponry is just a horrible idea and uh just so you know i have no idea what my parents arsenal is they do not share that information with anybody not and even see me. i'm i don't know what it is either the only thing I've ever seen your mom bring out was a handgun. That is it, all it, that I 100% know. Was it the pink one? No. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's the only one that I know of. I'm assuming that they're probably strapped, right? Like, I'm just assuming. So I'd, I'd imagine they can at least spare one handgun and then maybe enough ammo to where I could reload it two or three times. Mm-hmm. They could, they would probably set you up. It's like, hey, especially explain to them, hey, we're going to Arkansas. It's our best chance to get out, to, to survive this. We're going to go and meet up with with Caleb, and then we'll decide what, what to do from there. Just stuff like that. Yeah, because I know, like, your guys' property, it's pretty far enough out of Manford. Manford's already a small enough town, so I don't think there's mm -hmm. going to be too many problems the out at their land. The only problem that I could see in the long run is if a horde just happens to sweep through. Mm -hmm. If a horde just happens to sweep through, they're going to be screwed. But the other problem I could see with my land is, you know how we're right by the lake? Yeah. What if the what if the dam collapses because nobody's managing it? Mm. Yeah, everyone downriver is kind of fucked. So if you mm. so if you so if you live by the Arkansas River and like Tulsa and stuff. Yeah, unless you you're very far, unless you're very far inland. But yeah, that that would be a pretty bad situation, which we would also have to take into account because the highways that would lead to Georgia, unless we went completely out of the way and wasted more time and gas, 
go straight through Tulsa. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I think there's at least one other highway that goes out east, but it would be mm-hmm. so far out of the way, we'd almost be having to stretch towards Kansas just to reach it. Mm. The thing is, is that I don't think the dam would collapse immediately. I think... Oh, because, it would take some time, for sure. Because there, are, because there are, like, dead man procedures on dams and stuff, depending mm-hmm. on when it was made. But, uh... I think the dam could go a, could go a few years before it like collapses, and I think somebody would have enough wherewithal to go in and be like, "Hmm, dam, oh, the damn dam, yeah, goddamn dam." Um, but uh, let's uh, let's uh, think, let's think, uh, let's think uh, about. Okay, we're in Arkansas. What mm-hmm. do we do? First thing I would do, we try to find a small town that may not have been looted as heavily, since it is a smaller mm-hmm. town, and has less likely of a chance of zombies to where we mm-hmm. can loot non-perishable canned goods, uh, mm-hmm. other foods that can last us for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because since we're going to be on the road, we will not have the ability to grow anything, and we really won't have the ability to cook anything either, since we'll be trying to just stay in our vehicles. So we need something that we can easily eat out of a can sure it might be a little ugh because it's not warmed up but it's sustenance right it's food oh i brother i eat mres i canned food is fine yeah so i mean definitely try to do that um i can't really think of too many big big cities in arkansas other than their capital which i don't even know the fucking name of uh but yeah try to maybe see the capital city just to see if we can find little rock that's the name of the capital but yeah so we could try to find like a gun store hopefully there's some more ammo but since it would be a capital city or a larger city in general there's a good chance that that's already been looted since you said it would take about one to three days uh if there's people there that's another thing we'd have to be extra careful that's where me being a little stealthier for my size would come in handy i could easily go in quietly scout out the area come back and let us all know if it's safe to go in uh this is where your strength would come in handy because obviously if things have been looted there's going to be shelves all over the floor there's going to be stuff on the ground that most people wouldn't be able to pick up as easily not so. only that, not only that, but because, uh, but because, um, uh, uh, of my, of my, uh, backgrounds, I'll be able to spot stuff that maybe other people would just kind of run, would just kind of walk over like, Hey, look at this. Right. So yeah, definitely like my two biggest things would be since it's a couple days later, there's a good chance of things already being dispersed for the most part. We get food mm-hmm. and we get ammunition. That is, like, probably the two biggest things that we can do in this situation since we're still going to be on the road. Um, Another situation that would be good is if, for some reason, right, the gas pumps were all still running and had enough gas to where we could fill up and make it back to Oklahoma without having to run the risk of going on empty. But that's a very low probability because electricity is probably going to be out and electricity is what's needed to power those systems and... We're definitely not the first people that are going to have that idea to try to get as much gas as possible. So mm-hmm. that one's more of a, if it works, it works, but we're not going to rely on it sort of situation. So, uh, what would be the group? So we're, so let's say we're in a group, right? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. You... We've, we've met up in Arkansas. It's me, you, 
Summer, my dad, Charity, and little baby Leon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, obviously, I think when you and I are going out on runs and stuff, Roger, stay, Roger stays with the women and the kid. Yeah, definitely. I know like, he's, got sh- he's got shaky hands, but we're probably going to leave him with a weapon, too. I'm oh, thinking shot. I'm dude. thinking I'm thinking some good old double odd buck with nine pellet shotgun. Nah, dude, so just just I'll... leave him a metal baseball bat. He's fine. You see how he plays softball. That's true, but man can bash the... some skulls. I I know. It's just you know sometimes. What if Roger has a lot of uh, has a lot of zombies? He might he might need a, he might need to be able to just go bang. Bang, bang i don't i don't know i don't like know it. yeah no he would hate it i don't think he's prepared for knockback i don't think he's ever shot a rifle or a it's shotgun a shot, it's a shotgun it'll so still have gonna, kickback it's gonna kick more actually <laughs> yeah like i've shot a rifle and the kickback in my opinion wasn't that bad so i might be equipped for a shotgun but my dad like i said he's he's never laid hands on a gun you know yeah but time to learn roger <laughs> yeah it's it's a sink or swim situation like i'm not saying he wouldn't do it out of survival he 100 if it meant him living would do it but he would struggle i would be like listen roger you see these two women right here they're entirely dependent on whether or not you can handle this thing so now so so sink or swim please try not to leave my kid to die Tap yeah shoulder, leave He's just like, oh shit. <laughs> I feel like this would be like the I feel like this would be like the one time that Roger's actually cursing is like, ah shit. Oh yeah, no, he does <laughs> he does not swear that often, but this would definitely bring that side out of him there. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, his weapon of choice would definitely be like a metal bat, because mm-hmm. again, since he knows how to swing, I'm pretty sure he could swing hard enough at a zombie's head to where it would just crack and it would die. Right? Yeah. He is he is that good. Man can still hit home runs at 62 years old. Um, let's see. So you and I are going to be runners slash you know looters mm-hmm. slash how uh how loose are our morals in this scenario we have my, to ask. my morals in this situation would be out the fucking window <laughs> like i'm sorry i am a man that values his morals but come time for sink or swim this scenario fuck my morals fuck everything that i stood for i am just trying to survive <laughs> Oh, I can Jesus. pick those morals back up if we can ever get a small settlement going, but until then, no. So let's pretend that you and I are like the main characters, okay? Like we're the like we actually managed to survive. We actually managed. We're the to main get... characters. Listen, we're the <laughs> hosts of this podcast. We're the main fucking characters, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. With this dream scenario, you and I just automatically turn into a couple of badasses. Yeah. So, uh, we're the main characters, right? Yes. We, uh, we either get back to Oklahoma or we stay in Arkansas and they come to us. What are we doing? How are we going to secure, how are we we supposed to secure a place to live? I'm thinking, like, honestly, I look at The Walking Dead and I'm just like, the prison was a really, really good idea. It was, yeah. 
And the only reason it didn't work was because of other people. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm thinking maybe maybe another prison? Because farms are kind of a no-go in every scenario, whether it be walking dead, whether it be whether it be day whether it be fucking running zombies. Like like a prison, like like a prison has fucking barbed wire over the fences and yeah, shit. So even definitely, if you had running shit, running guys, they get caught in the I, barbed I wire. I would say that a prison would be a good idea, assuming that it has enough open grassy area that we can till for farming. Because well, there's some prisons that are basically concrete jungles. Concrete, you don't just, see you don't see grass at all. So yeah. that's one thing we have to take into account. Is like we would have to grow our own food eventually. Um, and we would have to occasionally go outside of the prison gates for hunting. You know, like, we don't have the luxury anymore of being able to go to our local grocery store and pick up food. We have to be able to grow these things and kill these things ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm down for the prison idea because, like you said, barbed wire fencing, fencing around the entire perimeter, uh, reinforced fencing at that. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be honestly the best scenario They've for all arsenal. of us yeah assuming that the arsenal has not been looted of course here's the thing we'd probably have to clear it just like in the walking dead yeah but here's the thing people died when they did that and we're gonna need numbers mm-hmm. so uh we're the main ca- so we're the main characters okay I don't, I mean this in the best way possible. Which one of us is Rick and which one of us is Daryl and, or Glenn? Mm. Hmm. See, I've watched I, Walking Dead, but I don't know enough about the characters. Which one's the, like, more capable character? Because that's you. Like, I'm, oh, I'm, oh. I'm less capable out of the two of us. So here's the thing, is that technically, they're all, they're all equally capable. Like... Like, even Shane, who was, like, the kind of... Remember the John Berthold? You know, yeah, the guy with yeah, Marshall? yeah. Like, like he... Like, if it wasn't for his obsession with Laurie and Carl, he would have absolutely dominated the world of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only... Like, that literally killed him, was his obsession with another dude's wife and son. Yeah. So, as long... I think we're both clear in that area with each other. Okay. I think I have a sneaking suspicion... That we're both okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, just uh I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just lay that on the table I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Just make just making sure. <laughs> but uh um so how the th- how it usually went is that uh Rick would be the guy who made all of the major decisions and Daryl would sort of be like and Daryl was always the guy that could operate by himself, but he would always do what Rick says because Rick is a lot better at make at coordinating people. Well, then I'm definitely the Rick and you're the Daryl just because um, I I typically do try to have a leadership tendency about me, I've realized. But you're also very good at just managing on your own if and when you have to. Um, I could not manage on my own. I would have to have a group around me that I would be able to sort of lead in the right direction. You know, I would not be able to be the lone wolf in this situation at all. If it, like, like, honestly, if I didn't have, you know, those two in the other room, I'd probably try to lone wolf it for a while. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know you would. And like and like that's not even a slight against like anybody who knows me. It's just, you know, I I'm a lot with with it when it's, when it's me, I have less mouths to feed because it's just my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I and you know, I'm able to I'm able to move more freely. Having the thing is is that having that baby makes makes anybody attached to me vulnerable. Like that's a vulnerability that that we would have. Is right. That there's a baby. Yeah, definitely. Now, that's a good vulnerability in the long run because first of all, the kid's gonna grow up in a world where zombies are just everywhere. Yeah. So the kid's gonna, gonna be adjusted to everything, you know? Yeah. Like and if he was if he was already a teenager, then it might be a little bit of a struggle. But since mm-hmm. he's a baby, he is learning this stuff as he grows up. He's taking this information in with his mm-hmm. currently, you know, young, spongy brain that just takes in information. And uh, I hate to say it, Jake, but if the zombie apocalypse is, is happening and, you know, electricity is out the window, heat in the winter is out the window, we have no gasoline, like, and we have to grow our own food, we have to go hunt and hunt or slaughter our own animals. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to have to lay this out there. Traditional gender roles are back on the table. <laughs> that's, just, that's fair. Uh, listen, 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 listen. I have to go out into this literal zombie apocalypse. Hey, I want you. I, I literally, want you guys... I literally said my morals and beliefs are out the window in this situation. I don't listen. care. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, the thing is, and here's and here's the thing. We. I, I love I, I love I love my wife and I love you and I love you and I love Summer. But you know, listen, I do I, like for some reason the thought of them like having to fight the zombies makes me just go. Ah, ah. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous too. Like, <laughs> don't get just... me wrong. I it, the thought of it is it it, it makes me anxious because I don't know yeah. how well they could handle it. Like, I bet my wife would be okay with the idea. I'm not sure if she would be okay with the application of doing so. <laughs> because because I think she underestimates how strong a zombie would actually be if they managed to, like, grab her. Yeah. Because they have that death grip, and they are literally focused on only one thing, and that's biting your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't. And I don't know if she's strong enough to go, yeah. Okay. And kind of just whack them. So we've got five minutes left of the episode, pretty much. So Really? Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to lay it out from bottom to top how this is going to hopefully go in the long run. So mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse starts. Mm-hmm. We'll say uh, in this scenario, I happen to be at home that day, mm-hmm. and then you happen to be on base, right? Yes. I am able to immediately load up and get the fuck out of Oklahoma City because I am at home. I can take any canned goods that we have and head home. Um, Since it's just starting, you are able to get a hold of Charity and tell her to not open the door until you get home. Keep it Mm -hmm. locked. Don't open it if anybody knocks. Don't open it if anybody asks for help. Just assume or pretend that you are not there. Because that is going Mm -hmm. to be your best bet of survival. Mm -hmm. I'm having to drive out of the city. I'm going to get caught in traffic and cars not Mm -hmm. knowing what the fuck they're doing. So my car is going to get a little bit dinged up. You know, I'm going to have to put the rules of the road aside. I'm going to have to crash my way through some cars. 
You're probably mm -hmm. gonna have to do the same thing getting out of the yep. base. Um, luckily, let's since say it's in a... this let's say in this scenario, like the base is the first thing to fall. It's immediately overrun. Yeah, so luckily you would have the armory of that. You could take whatever weapons you could get your hands on, blast yourself out of there, get in your car, get home. We're gonna assume the best case scenario for us in these first crucial hours. Like Fort Stewart was caught completely unaware. They had no idea what was going on, and the soldiers were like the first people to like get over and run. And I managed so, to get out. So after um afterwards, whenever you get home and whenever mm -hmm. me and Summer are on the road. We're still gonna assume that cell towers are up because those aren't gonna fall that fast. Like I said, I yeah. give it, I give it maybe two or three days before cell service is completely lost. Mm -hmm. I get a hold of my dad, let him know the situation. I go to pick him up, and then after mm -hmm. I go, uh, or after I get off the phone with him, after explaining what he needs to do, we're gonna call each other. We're going to mm -hmm. locate a small, not so secluded town because we need to be close enough to a big city to get any other you know, goods that we can't get in a small town, but a mm -hmm. small town in Arkansas that we can both meet up at. I'm going to mm -hmm. be getting there pretty quick. So it's going to be up to me to find a more secure place once we're there. Mm -hmm. But um, there's that. And then since cell towers are still up and all that fun stuff, uh, just fucking GPS over there, right? Because yeah. even if you lose service, once you start your route, your phone pretty much automatically has it downloaded. As yep. long as you don't have to reroute, it will always keep that same track, even if uh, the cell towers do go down or you lose service in a dead zone. Mm -hmm. uh, so that would probably be our best bet both ways. Mm -hmm. um, I get to Manfred, I pick up my dad, I go over to your parents' place, and let's say they're able to give me a pistol with an extra three to four rounds of ammo and a hunting rifle with only one clip. Meaning okay. I have to use that very sparingly only in situations that I feel like it would be necessary because a hunting rifle is something that I have personally shot. So I know I could use it. And then pistols, I mean, most pistols don't have that much knockback. So in that situation, I could easily give it to my dad or Summer, uh, depending on what kind of situation we're about to be in. So then we go back to you. You mm -hmm. get home you get Charity to open the door, and then you pretty much do the exact same thing me and Summer did. You Load up. Yeah, you load up, get any of your non-perishable food items, get any weapons that you have in the house, and you load those up. You're going to be well or way better equipped for this situation just because you know what kind of arsenal you have, and you have an arsenal. Again, I'm having to get weaponry off of someone else. You have mm -hmm. that ability. Since you're already coming back from base and hypothetically we're able to pick up some kind of weapons on your way out and the arsenal you have at home you are protected right like um has charity shot a handgun before yes okay then you can take care of the heavy weaponry like any assault rifles you might have gotten off a of base or shotguns mm -hmm. or hunting mm -hmm. rifles that you have at home and then mm -hmm. she can easily have any pistols that you have loaded up in the car me and my dad and Summer start driving east. We head to Arkansas. We find the small town. We start scouting it out. This is mm -hmm. where things start to go bad. Because now that time has passed, more people have become zombies. So mm -hmm. while we're scouting out a place for us to meet at, we're currently having to thin out the population. Um, just to make sure that whenever you guys get there, it is a safe place, but also we can survive long enough 
while you're gone. Because since it's going to mm -hmm. be one to three days, we're going to have to take rotations and sleep, right? Like, mm -hmm. we, we would have to do that. So mm -hmm. hopefully thin out enough of a population to where we can safely sleep in our car or find, like, an abandoned apartment, house, or hotel that we can find some boards, board up the doors. One of us stays awake through about halfway of the night. The other one stays awake through the other half. Mm -hmm. um, as you're driving, since it is mostly highways and you have longer to go, we're going to also assume that there is going to be a lot of cars that are either driving alongside you or stopped off the side of the road because they might have turned as they were in their car and, you know, zombies can't fucking drive, so they're going to crash. Um, so you're going to have a few more obstacles since you have to get there over a longer period of time. Yes. Uh, luckily, at the end of the day, three days later, we're in the town that we agreed on already. You mm -hmm. meet up with us there, and then we're able to drive to Little Rock, which, uh, mm -hmm. best case scenario, would be no more than an hour away from the town that we are currently in. We drive to Little Rock. And we go to look for a gun store, weapon shop, anywhere that would sell guns. Even a fucking Walmart or Bass Pro would do. Yep. So we go in there, and unfortunately, there are other people there. We'll mm -hmm. assume the best and hope that they will at least inspect us for bites instead of just immediately, you know, shooting and asking questions later. So mm -hmm. they'll notice that we aren't bitten. We'll let them know that we're trying to get back to uh family but realistically we feel like your family's covered so we're going to try to find a local prison but we don't want them knowing that because they we don't want them coming with us you know that would be too many people to feed we just want to make sure that it's the six of us you know me you summer my dad charity and the baby yes. so i don't know prisons in arkansas but we find one that has just a I want to say, like, we'll say it's a 25 by 25 plot of grass that we can till and do farming on. Just, like, a very small amount, but enough to keep us fed. And this prison, hopefully, would be located next to an area where we could find roaming animals such as deer. Uh, we could find maybe duck. Stuff like that. Just animals that we could easily kill. And then we'd lock ourselves inside. But mm -hmm. other people have probably already had the same idea, or there are prisoners slash prison guards that have already turned. So mm -hmm. before we can even think about planting, farming, hunting, we have to make sure that every square inch of this prison is clear. We can't mm -hmm. let there be anything. And we're going to assume, worst case scenario, if the blood of the zombie gets on you, that is enough to turn you. So we have to make sure that we are at a distance or in my dad's case, using a bat, we use only bludgeoning weapons because a stabbing weapon blood is going to get on you like mm. no matter what. So we have to carefully turn around every corner. Um, we clear the prison out. We live there. And then, hopefully, since it's a prison, they will have some kind of generator, maybe, and a radio to where we can always listen for other survivors. Um, that, again, would be a toss-up, though, if that happens. So we just sort of make our own little settlement in this prison and see how long we can basically ride out the storm. That's, that's our best-case scenario. That's, that's the way I would imagine all of this going down. So... Uh, a couple of tweaks. 
mm-hmm. after after a little bit we would want to find chickens and uh coop them in the prison. yeah definitely um because chickens lay uh around every single day so that'd be good yeah good source of protein and i know how to glass eggs do you know what a glassing is i do not actually it's how you preserve eggs without boiling or uh or pickling them oh okay like if you crack it the yolk is going to be runnier than usual but it's literally an egg gotcha and and it lasts for one to two years uh after you glass them without refrigeration perfect um as for the arsenal um we're probably going to be looking at the hardest the hardest part about uh guns is going to be ammunition yes so we're going to have to figure out a way to make our own bullets after a while or at least our own weapons Mm -hmm. and if worst case scenario blood equals blood equals turning this is gonna be this is gonna we're playing on hard mode now yeah uh, um because that's a it's quite a bit of a that's quite a bit of a of a caveat um, yeah so just blood on skin equals infection um we'll say blood and like any orifices so like if it gets in your so, mouth your nose your eyes anywhere that can directly enter your body so we would probably have to go in with goggles Mm-hmm. And uh, bandanas and shit to keep the blood like off of our right to keep the blood off and of us. try to make sure we don't get scratched because if blood enters through a scratch, it's over. Yeah, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to develop a little bit, like develop strategies and stuff. Um, Roger, Charity, and Summer, um, will probably. I feel like the best way to get rid of zombies in the prison would actually be to booby trap it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they had, like remember the the there were zombie pits in uh, the Walking Dead. Yeah. Used by a, a villain, I feel like if we led enough all the zombies from the prison slowly one after the other into the pit and then set the pit on fire, mm-hmm. we could we could do something there. Yeah. Oh. What else? What else? What else? What else? Let me think. Um, having eventually more people are going to come to the prison. We're yeah, just, so no, gonna, there's no way that we're the only ones with that in mind. But not everyone's going to think of a prison to stay. And also, there might be prisoners or and or guards that survived the that that are surviving, and they're like locked up in a room, or they couldn't get out, so they're kind of holed up in in somewhere. So we're gonna we might have to deal with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should. I think we should be fine. We should be fine. We should be fine. Right. But um, let me think. I'm gonna be honest. The this is uh this is gonna be difficult because. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like a couple of people are probably going to break down. Oh yeah, but, definitely. But uh I think we could I think we could make it. We yeah, make I it. feel like in the long run we could pull through. It would just be very difficult in the first I'm gonna say maybe the first year would be really hard to get a, adjusted to uh everything that's going on. 
But after mm-hmm. the first year, hopefully we've all become physically and mentally adjusted enough to where even though it's not an ideal life, we can make a life out of it. And mm-hmm. hopefully someone somewhere is able to end the whole thing after a decade. Because I feel yeah. like I feel like a decade uh would be the shortest amount of time if there was like a magical cure for all the zombies to die a decade would be the least amount of time it would take for everything to go back to normal yeah and you know just and you know the internet like the remnants of the internet would still be around yeah so if we were able to get electricity back or anything like that um there's always that Mm -hmm. hopefully find like chat rooms obviously twitter would still be a thing unless the twitter servers were to shut down Mm -hmm. but somehow if we were able to get power back i'm pretty sure we could easily get uh you know internet access to be able to talk to people another thing would be written word Mm -hmm. like i feel like for the sake of uh, for the sake of our at least our sanity we should probably write down a lot of the stuff that's happening and stuff yeah definitely um i'm I'm probably going to i'm probably going to retreat into books a lot same thing with my wife and i know you're not much of a reader but you know i've been trying to read a little bit more like i i got a library card and i have an app that just lets you put in your library card information then you have a digital library could you imagine if we if we're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse? Let's say it's twenty twenty eight, right? It's been a mm. few years, right? And we just and we go and we come into this new station, into a, a new settlement that we've been trading with for a while, and we look over old farmers on Almanac twenty twenty eight. How the fuck <laughs> <laughs> still around? Oh man, way to break the end of the episode with some comedy because There's... this this was like. It's not a realistically serious episode. Like, like I no, not at all. I don't think a zombie but, apocalypse is going to happen. But like, ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent, zombie apocalypse does happen, and we aren't the main characters. We are so fucking dead. Yeah, we but are like, so fucking dead. This this was fun. I'm glad you and Charity said that this would be a good episode idea. Um, we're at an hour ten, but do you have a nerd out? Um, <laughs> uh, not this time, actually. No. Okay, gotcha. Well, um. This was fun. I enjoyed this. this. Uh, anybody that's watching the YouTube version, leave in the comments how you would survive or how fucked me and Caleb might be in this situation. Because whenever I was talking about the hypotheticals, I was talking about nothing but best case scenarios. Uh, there are obviously multiple scenarios that could go down, but that was just best case scenario happening Luckily, in this scenario, nobody dies, but we do suffer a little bit. Uh, yeah, Caleb, anything, uh, anything you want to say before we head out? Um, listen, guys, when 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 the zombies do come, they won't show up in sh- they won't be showing up in a shuffle. They'll be showing up in vans. The fuck does that mean? You'll you'll see one day. The fuck? Ominous, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And now I feel like you're gonna start the zombie apocalypse somehow. He didn't deny it. He didn't deny. All right. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh. 
Again, we're recording four episodes this weekend, so uh, this episode's going to be pretty current with the time. Like I said, I brought up the NCAA tournament. The next three episodes are going to lag so far behind current world stuff, so I apologize. But yeah, uh, and let us know if you want us to do any like hypothetical episodes like this again in the future, because this was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it, so yeah. Thank you guys for watching and or listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye!